Welcome to the Confident Parent Podcast, where we want you to feel confident in raising kids who have a thriving relationship with Jesus. I'm Joshua Humpa, the children's pastor at Discover Church and father of three spectacular kids with my wife, Stephanie. In this episode, we'll discover how to disciple your child at home and to help you feel like you got this. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to another episode of the Confident Parent Podcast. Now today, as always, this is going to be a fun one. We have a very special guest who is very smart. She's got a lot of wisdom, a lot of experience, and I'm so, so grateful that she agreed to do this interview. I think she's going to have a lot to offer you and your family and even friends that you may have that are trying to figure out how in the world do I disciple my child at home, which means, well, we're going to discuss what it means, but leading my child to become more like who Christ created them to be. And so... Ah, I'm so excited. Let's give a big round of applause for Julie Pratt. Hello, hey, Julie. Welcome. Thank welcome, you welcome, so welcome. much. I'm so excited to be here. This is terrific. So give us your title, your official title at the National Assemblies of God office. Okay. My official title is Director of Children's Discipleship. Ooh, there it a is. Title. In all <laughs> that's its glory. A, that sounds powerful. Okay, Julie, yeah. <laughs> tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us about your family and then how you became... Uh, the discipleship director for for kids. Sure. So uh, a little bit about myself. I have been married to my husband um, for 28 years. Uh, Let's see, we have three kids, two young adult daughters um, who are 22 and 18, and one son who's getting ready to turn 16 here pretty soon. Uh, So we're entering a, a new season of life as parents. Um, My husband and I are both ordained ministers. Uh, However, my husband's area of expertise is in church administration, executive um, functions, that kind of thing, which I I'm not altogether interested in. So we make a great team because my my years of ministry have have always centered around children and family, although we have um, filled almost every potential kind of staff role in a church uh, just through the course of our years in ministry, including as lead pastors, church pastors, um, church planters. And um, so, but in all of those positions, I always felt like I was pastoring families. And so I like to say I've been in kids and family ministry for 28 years. We we actually, a week after we got married, we started our first ministry position as youth pastors. So we've been doing cool. it from literally day one. Yeah. Um, so I, I am just passionate about all things children and family. Um, I really believe in it. And, you know, with 28 years under my belt. I'm particularly passionate about discipleship because I've been around long enough now. I hate to admit that, but I've been around long enough now to see a couple of uh, trend cycles in ministry Mm -hmm. to families. And, um, you know, what we are seeing in in ministry and family um, discipleship 
trends uh, is a little concerning because of the world that we're living in. And so I'm really passionate about that and, and how very important it is for both church and home to be partnering together to disciple kids uh, so they will remain lifelong followers of Jesus. So, Which is what we want. That's what we absolutely, want. We want absolutely. I love that you're doing this podcast because of that. I just think... Yeah. Uh, wow, your listeners are blessed to have access to this. So thanks for letting well, me be a part of this incredible thing that you're doing. So We're so glad that you're here and you know a thing or two because you've seen a thing or two. Yeah. So we're excited to get your perspective and your wisdom. Uh, and even for myself, you know, I want to help my kids. I want to ensure that they love the Lord. I mean, they have their own choices, their own free will, but yes. I want to set them up for that. So yeah. discipleship, this is a real fancy Christian word. We heard a lot, yeah. you know, in the church. Um, you don't hear this really anywhere else in the business world, at school. Um, discipleship is a, it's a Christian word. Yeah. How would you, as the discipleship director, how would you define that word discipleship? Well, you know, I always say we, we have to start with the word disciple. And in its very simplest form, that is simply just someone who is a follower, who is a learner. And so then... Um, in you know our conversation, we're talking about disciples as being a lifelong follower or learner, growing in their knowledge and relationship with Jesus. And so, we I think we think of discipleship as this power-packed word, but mm-hmm. in reality, it's just that we're we are constantly growing in our relationship with Jesus, and we're determined to remain a follower of Jesus. Now, what that means, however, is is that if we are growing in our knowledge and relationship, that means we hear in Scripture some um, some mandates, if you will, that sure. we would grow in maturity, that we would move on in maturity, that we wouldn't hmm. stay and remain in a in a constant state of sameness. Um, And so that's where I think a lot of parents start to feel a pressure point because they don't know how to do that for themselves. Mm -hmm. They don't know how to lead their family in that. And and hence standing here talking today. Um, So um, to unpack quickly, then, what is what is discipleship? You know, Jesus tells us in Scripture. In fact, he quotes Old Testament. So it's all throughout the scripture that we're, we're all of us as disciples supposed to love the Lord, our God, with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind and all of our strength. And Hmm. so this is really about a life of transformation, a life of growth, a life uh, that is constantly on a trajectory into Hmm. knowing more and as a result of that, there should be a response in how we live our life. So that's what I see as discipleship. And and maybe you've heard it defined in that way um, or not. I just think we, at bottom line, can't be content with a life of sameness when we're when we're trying to be followers of Christ. So we accept Christ. He saves us. We right. believe in him. And then it's the steps forward, right? Correct. It's moving forward. It's growing and becoming Absolutely. more like God created us to be. Absolutely. Because we're called to do that. And that's that's why I keep pointing back to 
um, if we're a follower of Christ, then then what he asks of us to do needs mm-hmm. to become our life goal. And he asks us to move on in maturity. He asks us, he invites us into increasing knowledge and relationship with him. So that's, yeah, that's, that's it. What it boils down to. Yeah. So then if that's the goal, right? Yeah, I want that. I want my kid to grow, um, you know, put their own, their own kid, they're their own person. And they're growing in so many other ways. Yeah. How can I know? How can I be sure that my child is growing? We did a podcast once um, about, you know, kind of proof, and we defined it as the fruit of the spirit. If the fruit mm-hmm. of the spirit are evident in your life, how else would you say, this is how you know for your own life and for your child's life, this is how you can see that they are becoming a disciple and, and moving forward on that journey with Christ? Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think what you said is is the answer to that, and that is, uh, the fruit of the spirit is the evidence of Jesus in me. Um, and I would say, you know, maybe taking a couple steps back and just, I think maybe what you're asking is how do I know if my child's being discipled? And I would say, uh, your child is being discipled, whether it's by you or it's by the world, your child is being discipled because remember the definition is a learner and a follower. And Mm. I mean, the follower language is so present in our world right now, right? As they're um, just going out and interacting with the world, they are being influenced, whether it's by a teacher, whether it's by all of the uh, internet influences, whether it's by reality TV. I mean, there's a gazillion places from which they can essentially receive discipleship. And so my challenge is always then, who do you want to take the primary seat of influence in discipleship in your kid's life? Are you going to be okay with, with media, with TV, with, um, you know, celebrities and influencers and individuals to, um, constantly speak into that? Or are you going to take the driver's seat on that? And so, you know, you're talking about the fruit of the spirit. I would take three steps back and say, uh, before the fruit of the spirit can be there, there has to be a decision. And the decision is who's going to be the one. And, and of course, what do you think I'm going to say? The answer should be, (laughs) (laughs) it should be moms and dads. The adults, the people in the uh, child's life, pastors and churches and, and, and those people who say, no, I am going to own that. And I think it sounds like work though. It sounds hard. Right. It, it feels hard. Uh, It is hard. Let's just be honest, right. In today's world, it's not as easy as believing parents as I think even when I first started parenting myself, because the world has changed that much in the 22 years that I've had a child. And uh, so let's just acknowledge that first of all. Okay. But then let's also quickly follow that up with, but it's not impossible. The God who was the God of the world when I first had my child is the same God today. And he promised us that he would be with us, that he would never forsake us. He would never turn his back on us. Um, And and he will do that. He will do for you what he has done for generations before you. And that is help you. And so wonderful. I refuse to cave to the message of discouragement 
um, in parenting kids today. It is possible to raise kids who love Jesus and serve Jesus for the entirety of their lives. It's possible. It's possible. And so we have to find being a disciple, you're you're following someone, whether it's Jesus or somebody else. And your kids, they're going to follow somebody. Um, And so we have the responsibility as parents to help shove them (laughs) to follow (laughs) Jesus. And I think for those that are listening, they want that. And so let's get into the nitty gritty. Yeah. How? How do I do this? How do I make this everyday part of my life? We're going to talk about devotion time. Yeah. um, At home, schedules, routines. Um, So what? How do I do this at home? Yeah. You know, the the greatest call on your life as a Christian parent, let's be sure we're we're being honest about Christian parents here are the ones we're talking to, uh, is to disciple your kids. And so my short answer is lead them to Jesus. Um, At the, the bottom baseline foundational level of this, it's um, that you would lead them to Jesus. Now, okay, let's unpack that because that's that's like, okay, now that doesn't help me. (laughs) Um, So let me unpack uh, a little bit about what does it look like when we're discipling our kids. I like to, to, first of all, remind every parent, like I said, you're not alone. You are not alone. Both in knowing God is with you, but also in knowing you are surrounded by people who believe in you. I mean, you're an example of that. The families in your church are so blessed to have you um, partnering with them. And I think that's really important. Um, but but I think it's important that we look at the scripture. I mentioned earlier that scripture it was originally in Deuteronomy about love Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, mind and strength. That scripture actually goes on further and it says, and you are to teach your children diligently. And I yeah. think in there is the clue to the answer uh, for what you're asking. And that is um, that, not only are we just supposed to love him and live for him, but we're commanded to be intentional in parenting that, that from day one, the moment we have a child in our home, uh, that we make intentional choices and we keep making them again and again and again, consistent all the way through. So ultimately there's not a formula, but, But here's some suggestions I would offer to you, okay? Um, The first pointer I would offer is begin at birth. Uh, It is never too young to set a culture in your home. I talk to a lot of parents who say, you know, my kids don't really understand prayer, you know, when they get a little older. I think there's something to be said for training ourselves, uh, in in our parenting choices, uh, but also, I also actually believe babies understand at least in some degree this culture that you set of prayerfulness, of worship, yeah. of uh, the atmosphere in your home, and and what that home's going to be like. It also is about routines, establishing right. routines from the get go. Um, even if they're infants go ahead and begin the routine of praying over them every night before bed. Even if they're infants, go ahead and establish the routine of praying over your meals and praying when you get in the car, what you're doing, going about your day um, Mm -hmm. because you're setting culture. 
So begin at birth. That's my first one. Uh, this is my second advice. Uh, you just said it's hard. My advice is keep it simple. Uh, okay. We definitely have a lot of voices saying you must have devotions every night of the week and you must have these very critical elements and, you know, deep conversations. And, and some of those things become intimidating to us as parents. And listen, yeah. I've been doing this a lot of years and it intimidates me when I listen to some of those. And, and I think I don't even do that with my kids. Like, yeah. you know, I'm going to fail if that's what you have to do. So my advice yeah. is always just keep it simple. Yes, there needs to be some structure. And I'll talk about that in a second. Mm-hmm. But but yes, it can also be organic. Like mm-hmm. when the moment presents itself, take it. You know, that that is okay too. Um, so we don't need to overcomplicate this. Let's be realistic about what life is like, what rhythms are like, and and not overcomplicate it. Keep it simple. Because things are gonna be way different for you when you have a three-year-old than when you have a oh, 10-year-old. Thousand percent. Let me just tell you this side note. One of the best things somebody said to me when I was a very young mom, because I had this notion of my private time needed to be this quiet, cocooned, no interruptions, like devotion time. And I was feeling guilty. Like I'm having a hard time finding the time to do that. And a dear mentor said to me, when you're talking to Jesus, when your kids are crawling all over you and messing with your hair, it's just as meaningful as when you're doing it in quiet time with a nice little candle lit next to you and some worship music playing, you know? And I was like, yeah, thank you. I needed to know that that was valid, you know? And, and actually now as a parent, I would say uh, it may be even more valuable because your kids get to see you living for Christ in front of them. So there's that ceasing that's praying without ceasing and constantly, Yes. In communication with God. Yeah. Okay. I have two more, three more tips, two more tips, three more tips. One is lead by example. And that's what I just mentioned, right? I was trying to do my quiet time, my devotion time, all of this stuff early in the morning before anybody got out of bed. Um, But that meant that my kids never saw me having time with Jesus, never saw me investing in my relationship with Jesus. Sure. Um, and so my recommendation to parents is um, let them catch you spending time with God. Let them um, see you investing in your relationship uh, with God. Do yeah. it in more public spaces. Do it at times when your kids are around. Play worship music. Let them see you worshiping God in your home so they know that's not just a Sunday activity. Let them see yeah. you pursuing God. Mm-hmm. And that's the organic part of discipling your kids. And it's important because, you know, the actions speak louder than words element is really true here. Yeah. Okay. Be intentional. This is some great language. I heard somebody say very recently. So see, I'm still learning too. (laughs) Um, uh, I heard them say, as a parent, you set your child's pace and you set your child's ceiling. And I thought Hmm. this is so good. All right. You set the pace for your kids. Your kids will rarely, rarely pass you in spiritual depth. 
Okay. So wow. if, yeah. if you're not worshiping passionately, mm-hmm. if you're not spending time in Christ's presence, if you're not faithfully attending church, if you're not faithfully serving church, if you're not faithfully telling people about Christ, your yeah. children will not either. Right. And so then this idea of you set the ceiling is uh, your ceiling is your child's floor. So then Mm. raise that roof as high as you can and watch them launch into becoming vibrant followers of Jesus. So be a model of it. This kind of comes back to that um, uh, lead by example, but it also has to do, I think, with being intentional, making the choices that this is how I'm going to live my life. This is how I'm going to demonstrate to my kids. This is the bar I'm going to set and challenge my kids as they're growing up to try to get to it. And of course, we think they'll go above it. Yeah. Oh, that's the prayer, right? That they'll love more than I love and they'll give more than I give. And Absolutely. All right. I have one more. Do you want more? Yeah, let's hear it. All right. This is my last one as a tip for parents. And this one is particularly important to me, and that is to lead your children individually. Hmm. Sometimes as parents, we we in our discipleship efforts, we just try to gather all the family around all the time and it all happens in a in a group setting. Sure. And our kids need individual spiritual parenting from us. We know every kid is different, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But sometimes for some reason, we fail then to follow that um, train of thought and understanding that that means then that every kid needs something different from us as their parents to help them understand how to grow in Christ, understand how to interact with Christ, to understand how to respond to the world that we live in because they are different, right? Yeah. And my greatest example of that is my three kids. My oldest is as driven as they come. She is type A. My middle daughter is not. She is not (laughs) driven. I love her. But here's what's different about her. Uh She is so tender. She is so nurturing. She interacts with the world in such a different way than my oldest daughter. And then my son is on the spectrum. So, of Mm. course, he interacts with faith in yet a different way. Sure. And so I can't gather my kids together all the time for Mm -hmm. spiritual parenting because they each need something different. And so my Mm. challenge to parents is lead them individually. Yes, you need to get together as a family, but also be purposeful about uh, thinking about your children and what their um, what their makeup is, you know, how they're designed mm-hmm. and what do they then need to um, really flourish as followers of Jesus. Could we talk about that a little bit? I mean, how can yeah. parents figure out what is best for their child? Like, how do I know, like, I understand how my child may learn, right? Then yeah. This child may be really strong at math, but this kid is really good at reading, How do I know spiritually what's the best way to help disciple them or to help them understand God? 
Well, I think there is some baseline um, elements of faith for every person, no matter how they're made. And so I would start with those. You talked about the fruit of the spirit. Um, here in the national office, we have something that we call the seven dimensions of a disciple. And it's just this list of seven things that we feel like if someone is growing in their relationship with Jesus, then we should begin to see or be seeing growth in each of these seven things. And so they include things like Bible. Do they use their Bible? Do they know how to use their Bible? Um, prayer, worship, serving, generosity, um, Holy Spirit. What is their relationship with the Holy Spirit? So I would start there, all right? I would look at those yeah. seven dimensions, and then I would just look at each of my kids and say, how are they doing do my kids know how to use their Bible? And yeah. I, I would just sidebar say, I think it's personally, I have no problem with, you know, using the apps and things on digital device, but I do actually think it's really important that every person knows how to navigate a physical Bible. So sure. I would just specifically on that say, does your child know where to find the books of the Bible in a physical Bible? Or maybe two steps back, does every one of your child have their own Bible uh, that yeah. is theirs and that you're helping them learn how to use. So starting there. And then um, I would, I would beyond learning styles, just think about, um, you know, we talk about the love languages and um, how they love to be loved. And yeah. I would use that in partnership or in tandem with um, what I'm trying to do in discipleship. So great example is my oldest daughter and my middle daughter. My oldest daughter is not necessarily interested in ooey gooey. She wants to understand the concrete nature of God. She's yeah. pretty black and white. Um, hmm. And so we had to spend a lot of time with her about understanding uh, hmm. the nuances of Jesus, right? Not sure. everything is black and white in our faith, right? And that's where yeah. grace and mercy. So we spent a lot of time talking about mercy <laughs> with her, you know? Yeah. Um, whereas with my daughter, as a strong nurturer, we, mm -hmm. had, we had to talk more about, uh, but there are absolutes in scripture. There are things that are, are, are hard and fast according to scripture. Yeah. With my son, he doesn't understand relationship language. Hmm. And so, and he doesn't understand an unseen God that easily. And sure. so we talk sure. in concretes about it, the truth of scripture and the importance of the fruit of the spirit, the evidence of Jesus in our life, that we love Jesus. And so therefore it should show. Um, mm -hmm. But the underlying principle in that is that we are leading individually. That means we've taken the time to really know our kid, have relationship with our kid, understand them, and therefore understand yeah. their spiritual needs. And yeah. then to be intentional to teach to that, to speak to that, and not in a legalistic way, but in a mm -hmm. I'm owning my responsibility to help you grow in your understanding, yeah. which is what discipleship is. And that's right. what our role as parents are. 
Thank you. This is so great. I love I love that. For me, this that's been the greatest part is the individual knowing your individual child's needs and yeah. the individual growth in them. Yeah. You know, as we kind of wrap up, um, kind of two final questions. The first one is, um, what is the relationship between the church and parents and discipling their kid? You know, because I hear about like knowing the books of the Bible. Well, shouldn't the ter- church be teaching? That's why I'm dropping them off so that the church can yeah. teach them about the books of the Bible because. Maybe I don't know the, all the books of the Bible, right? Yeah. Um, I, sec- go ahead. Oh, go ahead. The second yeah, question then would be, um, are there any specific kids devotionals or um, discipleship guides that you would recommend for, for families? Yeah. So to answer your first question, the role of the church is as a partner. Uh, it is never intended to take responsibility for your child. Um, as a church, as leaders in the church, we are passionate about your kids, right? But we're also passionate about you as a mom or a dad. And so what that means to me is that, you know, so speaking from kids ministry, because that's kind of where we are, right? Yeah. I think kids ministry is family ministry. And that means, yes, I have some time specifically with your kids, but I'm also really uh, invested in you as mom and dad and helping you to do everything you can and to have all the resources you need um, to feel like you're equipped and able to, uh, to do this. And to help you know you're not doing this alone Um, because we're not, but we feel like we are a lot of the time um, as parents trying to raise kids in this world. I would also say, you know, if I can, am I allowed to put on my nerd hat for a second here? Please. (laughs) Um, uh, There's some research that says uh, that in especially today's culture, our kids need to know that other people have the same belief as our mom and dad. Mom and dad always and forever will be the uh, greatest influence in a kid or a student's life. Don't ever let anybody tell you, even when they become teenagers, that there's somebody who has greater influence than mom and dad. Statistically, research tells us mom and dad, even as teenagers, become the greatest uh, and remain the greatest influence in a kid or a student's life. But We also see in scripture how important it is to put into our kids and students' lives other leaders, other adults who believe uh, as we do. And that's the beauty of church. You know, we we need the community of believers for all of us to keep growing, to continue to be followers and to continue to learn as disciples. And so... uh, Church is an opportunity for that. It's a place for your kids to see um, that that they're not an island unto themselves, that there is a group of people who believe and are passionate about serving Christ. Um, and then I, I always want to bring in um, those whose maybe parents aren't believers And the church is so important to uh, those individuals, to being, uh, I like to call it spiritual foster parents. And so I always want to bring into this conversation, even if you are a parent to your own children, you also should be a parent, a spiritual parent to others in church who they themselves don't have uh, believing parents to, Mm. to, 
fill these roles. And I know that's not necessarily the people listening to this other than to say, um, I own responsibility for kids in my ministry whose parents are serving Christ as a mom. I'm saying that not as a pastor, as a mom, as a parent myself, I see other kids and say, I care about you and I want to help you know Christ as well. And, and that's because I'm the product of that. My mom and dad neither had um, homes that raised them in discipleship well. And mm-hmm. they both were discipled by leaders in their church. It's a long story, but they're believers today and have raised my sister and I to be believers today because somebody became spiritual foster parents to them. And I'm very cognizant oh. that my legacy could have been different. And yeah. so... I'm going to be a person who continues uh, to pass that legacy on because of that. Um, So I think the church's role is is, as equipper and as partner, not as a sole responsible person. So to your point about memorizing the books of the Bible, if you don't know them, that's okay. But maybe work alongside of your kids to learn them. Um, So if there's your path towards discipleship. Yeah, then do it. Own it. That's the intentional side of of discipleship. Um, You asked about resources. Uh, You know what? I would just say I I don't recommend a lot of specific resources because I actually think that is specific to your family. And so I I would not throw just like titles at you, but to say, Mm -hmm. find what works for your family. If you're going to be both structured and organic, then your structured time would do well to have a book, find something. I'm sure, Josh, you have a lot of recommendations. I would just say to your listeners, do it, grab it. I think the easiest space for that structured time is uh, dinner time. In my home, my kids have known for years Monday night is family night and they know they don't even bother asking if they can go to a game, <laughs> do some activity because they know the answer is no. And so Monday night has been for years. We sit down to dinner together and um, we banter and we enjoy conversation. But pretty quickly, that conversation turns the corner to spiritual matters, either mm-hmm naturally by itself by this point with the age of my student my kids you know they're older yeah um but also because i'm just willing to go there and so i you'll just bring uh, it up i'll just bring it up or i have a book and i open it and i say i want to read this tonight and let's talk about it um i just have decided i am gonna do this we are gonna do this and my husband is the same um Mm. so Design your life around your relationship with Jesus and stick to it. Be consistent year in and year out. Start with a day. Today I will. And every day it will grow more and more. Very cool. I don't offer specific resources because of that. Because I think every family is is different, right? My son is a great example Uh, He can't just sit and do a a devotion where we all just sit and read together. It doesn't work. Sure. Uh, Yeah. He can't be still that long. He's not quiet. (laughs) And (laughs) uh, we just have figured it out. Um, And as each have grown, like when they were teeny tiny little kids, 
we absolutely did all the fun activities of of learning together. And as they got older, we absolutely moved into much more of a conversational type of thing. A lot of times mm-hmm. I just say, like, what's God doing in your life right now? What's he talking mm-hmm. to you about? What are you wrestling with God of, over? Um, yeah. But we grew into that. And so um, yeah. it's going to change from season to season and, and family dynamic to family dynamic. Julie, thank you so much. This has really been helpful. And I think, I know, I know for me, it's stirred a lot of thoughts. And these are things that I'm going to be continuing to think about. And I'm sure for families that are listening as well, it's the same thing. So thank you for sharing your wisdom and experience. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you so much. Well, if you've been listening to this podcast or watching and really this has touched you, I want to encourage you to share this with others. Let them know, um, hey, this is this is the path towards discipleship. And here's some really great practical tools and how to do that. We also want to pray for your family right now. We want to pray that the Lord would give you wisdom and creativity on how to disciple your kids and how to train them to love the Lord, to follow him and how to protect your kids from following the wrong person. So Julie, could you please pray for our families? I would love to. Yes. Oh, Jesus, we come to you now. I come to you now on behalf of every person who may be, um, hearing this, watching this, Lord, wherever they are in their parenting journey, Lord, whether they're just getting started, whether they're um, well into it, Father, whatever it might be, we pray that you would just be with them, that through this, they would be reminded they are not alone, that you are for them, that you love them, that you love their children more than they do. I pray that you would stir in these parents this determination that they would lead their families in relationship to you, that they would themselves lead themselves as an example, but that, Lord, they would own the um, opportunity that's in their hands to show their children and lead their children and walk with their children to grow in relationship with you. And God, would you honor that when they do that, when they make that commitment and as they get better and better at it one day at a time, honor that Lord, honor that sincere desire that their children would know you, that they would love you and that they would remain faithful to you as followers, as disciples for the remainder of your life. of of their life. Thank you, Lord, for loving us. Thank you for the gift of friendship. Thank you for the reminder today that we uh, can do this. We are not alone. Uh, You are the same God yesterday, today, and forever. We love you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much, Julie. We appreciate you and grateful that you are leading this fellowship of believers as Assemblies of God there in Springfield, Missouri. You're leading the charge. So thank you for doing that. We're grateful that you're in this role. Thank you. All right. That's going to conclude this episode of the Confident Parent Podcast. We'll check you out on the next episode. Hasta luego and goodbye.